This is the City Surgery on City Talk 105.9. And we welcome to the studio this hour our gadget guru, Gary Miller, back for another gadget surgery on this Tuesday afternoon. Gary, great to see you. Yes, every Tuesday to answer your technology gadgety type questions and hopefully we've got the answers yeah hopefully and when you say your you don't mean mine you mean our uh, listening communities and wider general public who've sent in questions over the course of the week to surgery at citytalk.fm with gadget related problems so if you've got issues in your life that you want to get sorted and let's face it we've all got problems with smartphones that go too slowly Galaxy Samsung goes too. Uh, batteries, which go too quickly. Uh, iPads, uh, and so on and so forth. Sending your questions, and our gadget guru, hopefully, will be able to answer them. Uh, Gary, I've got a, a raft of questions to get through today, so we'll crack straight on. Uh, thank you to everybody who sent questions in uh, via the, uh, well, some by social media, uh, some by the email. Always email, e- easier on the email, I always think. Uh, a quick one from Gillian. Dear Gary, can you set Facebook so that your account is not accessible from smartphones or tablets. That's well, Jillian. They're just using a browser, so I can't see how you're going to be able to switch that off. The answer is, I don't know 100%, but I'm almost guaranteed to say no, uh, because, you yes, you can switch people off from seeing particular photographs, activities, etc., and you can choose lots of things that you can switch off. But that's switching off entirely or opening up entirely. And if you want to see how to switch things off, go to what looks like a little gear, um, a, a widget, a, a cog, a wheel, uh, and you can actually click on that. And you can actually switch things off and on. But smartphones and tablets, the answer is probably most likely no. I mean, Facebook have kind of gone sort of out of their way, haven't they, to try and encourage people to use Facebook on their smartphones and on their tablets. It was all part of the the stock exchange flotation, wasn't it? it? Was that indeed. they were going to sort of really work it in there. So why switch it off? Yeah. Um, if people have got... I'm trying to think of a reason why you would want to switch it off on a smartphone or a tablet. Maybe you wouldn't want people to see it in a in an office environment, but then a PC's no, always there, isn't it? It's just a PC's always there. You mentioned that if you can you can protect certain things yes, yes. on Facebook, so that might be a better option. You might want to only you or just select some a number of friends to see your photographs, but not make it entirely public. So you can switch those kind of things off and on. And the same with timelines and activities and friends lists and postings. All of these things can be, because I was looking at it, uh, in fact, yesterday morning to switch things on and off. And uh, only my activities can be seen by me. Uh, that's my activity updates. But my timeline can be seen by all my fr- friends. And some of my photographs, just my by my friends. And some of my photographs, by everybody. Uh, okay, uh, Gillian, best of luck with that one. Uh, if you need any follow-up questions, do send them in. Surgery at citytalk.f. Um, uh, Dear Gadget Surgery, if you want to activate an antivirus account, brackets Kapersky, after the 30-day free trial uh, is up, can you still do it? After it's up, you can activate it at any time. It will keep requesting that you do. So you can't just ignore it. Well, you can just ignore it. Excuse me, you can and just not do it. But that would be a nightmare because then you've not got any antivirus on your machine and you need the antivirus there. So Kaspersky or AFG or Norton, Symantec, CA uh, and McAfee and all of them, they will give you a free period of up to a month 
and they will all keep reminding you but while you're being reminded oh, and they will remind you by yeah and it's only 29 dollars so 30 dollars whatever it's worth doing okay um that's uh, i've cut the name off that one so apologies for that but i guess if you uh, wrote into the show you'll know that that was your question and therefore that answer was exactly for you kevin r in witness he says dear gary miller what protection can i have against screen burn on business monitors there's not enough time between use to utilise a screensaver, and the monitors are all showing signs of wear and tear, including bleeding colour and lines where there shouldn't be lines, says Kevin in Woodness. Now, what I think Kevin means is when you even switch the machine off, for example, the lines still appear to be on the screen, mm. so you get like an impression of what's permanently. Things like menus, like boxes and stuff that you use to fill data in, uh, uh, information in onto your computer, they tend to burn into LCD screens and the old CRT, the big clumpy ones that look like the old TVs, those will burn unless you've got things like screensavers to stop that from happening. But as Kevin just said, he's not got time to put screensavers on. So that is going to be the part of the wear and tear of using that machine. So unfortunately, the answer is it's going to happen and there's very little chance of you stopping it happening. But some of the newer screens actually tend not to do that. The LCD ones tend not to do it. Unless, unless you're talking about hours upon hours of just the same screen all the time and never goes into screensaver mode. What I would say, however, is anybody who uses a machine shouldn't stare at it permanently for more than 45 minutes. Give your eyes a rest. And that's when the screensaver kind of thing should come on. So I would actually go into my properties, my settings, and put a screensaver on because he's saying it never gets used. I bet it does. But of course, what you can also do is just reach over. I can look at the... the, 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 Yeah, there's two monitors, three monitors, four monitors in front of me now, and they've all quite blatantly have got the little uh, operation symbol which you can just reach over and, and press the button. You yeah. can turn it off yeah. and just tell your staff, if you're leaving your computer, which you should be for some period of time, turn off your monitor. Yeah, and, and it'll come back just on. Just press the button and it'll come back doesn't on when you press it doesn't affect anything that you're doing. Doesn't you're unsp- putting it on standby, yeah. Um, we've got Gadget Guru, Gary Miller with us. Uh, next question uh, comes through uh, originally from Twitter, but it got emailed in as well, presumably from the uh, the same person, Neil Imbrombra. Dear Gary Miller, should I be concerned if my iPhone charger brackets usb charger gets incredibly warm during charge that's neil in Brombra. uh actually i would say yes now strangely my iphone normally when it's next to my blackberry overheats and you can actually feel quite a quite a warmth at the back of it is that and, while charging uh, no just actually being next to oh, each really? other so i think the two batteries are competing with each other and that's not very good uh, and it's not very good having them in your pocket uh, down by your hip area because i can imagine our one's actually damaged the inside of one of my hips by having a laptop or a portable or an, uh, a notebook on my lap for far too long i actually fried a bit inside my leg and i worry about batteries doing that did that, did that honestly happen i was rushing to hospital because it, you, your body got too warm. No, it actually, I was working on a machine over a period of about three months, 16 hours a day, working on a computer application, which I used to write. And uh, I wrote this application over a period of time. It, was, it worked really well, except when I finished working on the application, I went away for a week on business and I collapsed on my second day, got rushed into hospital and had a very high infection rating and discovered I had an abscess inside my hip area just to the side and it actually had 
gone septic, it had infected my bloodstream and it was quite serious. And they they thought it was a gallbladder, they thought it might be appendicitis. And in the end, an MRI scan but found it was actually uh, scarring tissue, scabbing, and it had gone uh, septic inside. And that was because of a battery on a laptop actually overheating on my lap. I just thought, oh, that's nice and cosy and warm. No, it's dangerous. So, so like the constant heating the of The constant it. heating. And it was overheating. Blimey. And so you've got to be careful with anything that overheats. So with the cheaper chargers, now you can get a charger for, I've seen them for five quid. I've actually seen them recently for a pound for the cable and the actual plug that goes in the socket, each for a pound. That's two quid. Whereas the Apple ones are about 15 quid maybe a bit less, but a lot more expensive. So people are saying, oh, well, I won't buy one of them. Now, what happens is two things. One is it takes longer to recharge your tablets, your smartphones with some of those cheaper devices. And the difference can be between three hours and 15 hours Mm. where it like trickles. So if you've ever wondered why it's taken longer to recharge in a car than it does at home, it's normally because of the power that's coming to it or it may be the cables themselves. So I actually plugged a cable into my iPhone last week to recharge. I'd borrowed it from a friend and it tells me this is not certified. So Apple do certify cables. Oh, is that right? And it told me it wasn't a certified cable. But I actually, I know it was a cheap cable. It only costs a quid at one of the local shops. Now, if it overheats, it can actually go on fire if it gets too hot. So the ones, they have been known in China, in America and in the UK to set homes on fire where they've left, been left overnight they may have fully charged a phone, fully charged a tablet, but they've just been left on and they've got hotter and hotter and hotter. And they've been lying against something that is combustible, like paper, etc. And they've gone on fire. So be very careful with the cheaper cables. And if there is an indication of any kind of heat, that's not right. I wouldn't think that's the normal sort of thing to expect. Okay, Neil, uh, that sounds like it's a fairly decent advice from our gadget guru, Gary Miller, and a little bit of his medical history as well. Uh, Dear Gary Miller, my computer turned upside down. How do I fix this? Uh, Says Anon. Um, the computer turned upside down. Uh, probably now, the computer screen turned upside down. We had a question about a computer screen about two weeks ago, didn't we, where somebody's computer screen had, had flipped around and they couldn't get the, the image on their monitor. Uh, this one comes through anonymously, which simply says, my computer turned upside down. Well, that means either he's sitting he's moved on his head, <laughs> he's, he's, he's actually standing on his head, uh, or uh, his room has been put round by somebody and he's all confused. Maybe he's one of those student pranksters where somebody's gone in overnight and pinned his bed and his computer to the ceiling so everything looks upside down. I don't know what he's talking about it, there. If it is the monitor, Gary. If it's the monitor, a uh, it's... it's uh, Alt, control, and press the arrow button in the direction you want it to go back. So if it's upside down, try the down arrow and it should fix it the other way. If it's um, going to one side, left arrow, right arrow. So it's arrows either direction. Now, sometimes it might need alt, control, and F8 or alt and control and F3. And if none of those work, go into settings, 
properties or property settings and then look for rotation as one of the, uh, the the tick boxes and you can actually rotate the screen around. Not physically rotate, if anybody thinks, is the screen going to actually move to those things at the back actually turn yeah. like a little motorised... Yeah, it'd be cool, that, wouldn't it? No, uh, it would be cool. That. Well, in fact, you can get those. I mean, um, there's a monitor in front of me and it doesn't look as though it can, but some of the monitors, you can actually pull out slightly if they've got an arm on the back. Yeah, yeah. And then you can switch it around from landscape to portrait. And some people do that when they're typing out letters and, and reports and whatever. Yeah, and much better if it's uh, if it's wireless in particular. Obviously, the ones which are all completely wired up, I can see four wires coming out of this one in front of me now. So I doubt that one. Oh, you turn it around, but all the plugs have come out. Uh, Gary, last question. Dear Gadget Guru, Gary Miller, full title there. Uh, my Xbox 360 has stopped connecting to Xbox Live when I run the connectivity test, it says it can't connect as I need to plug in a wireless adapter, but the same one is still plugged in as it always has been. I have tried disconnecting, turning off and on, uh, reconnecting, but to no avail. Plus, the green light does not even come on now on the adapter. It is a wireless end networking adapter for use with Xbox 360. Does it sound, Gary, like that? Well, the adapter's broken. I've heard this a number of times before. And actually, I've checked it out on the Xbox Live and the Xbox Microsoft knowledge base, their support system. And do you know what the advice is? Quite strange. Is it going by an official Xbox 360? No, it isn't. No. It's actually take the adapter out, take the cables, etc. out. This is their advice. Blow on them. Clear away any dust. Look at the back of the Xbox, etc. Blow into the genuinely blow into the. Yeah, we've holes. all done it. We've all done yeah. it. Switch it off. Switch it back on, and they say in ninety nine percent of cases that fixes the problem. They say that they're actually prone to collecting dust. Now let me tell you a very quick story. A long time ago, and I'm talking about fifteen twenty years ago. Uh, myself and Inspector Gadget, uh, my apprentice, Steve McFarlane, went to see some friends. And and this friend, uh, I've discovered, uh, is, I was going to say what he actually does for a living, but that would tell you who he is, um, discovered he's now doing something very senior in sport in Merseyside. And I've lost contact with this particular friend for about five or six years. Well, he's now back in Liverpool. And it reminded me of the story where he got confused. He had a TV plugged in in those days into what I think was Sky or something. And it was on a free trial in those days. And at the end of the trial, it scrambled. So you got a snowy screen on those old, you know, cathode mm. ray tubes. And he, was, he said to Inspector Gadget, he said, why is it doing that? And Steve said to him, well, look outside, what's happening? And he looked and he said, oh, it's raining. He said, that means there's water in the satellite dish. What you have to do is un unplug the aerial socket from the back of the TV that's connected to the satellite dish and you blow through the cable and it will blow all the water <laughs> out of the satellite dish. He did it. He actually believed that you could blow the water out of a satellite dish down the coax cable or whatever it was in those days. Gary, I'm sure there's some kind of health and safety issue there. Uh, well, there's I'm no sure power was, going through it. But... I'm sure there was. I'm sure there was hijinks at so, the time. Th so Putting blow some dust near your mouth. 
Yeah, well, it, it wasn't an electric cable. It was the coax cable that goes into the wall. But so there was an indication of somebody giving advice to blow away the Just water. Yeah, but blow the dust out. It, and I that's what Microsoft said. Well, the old Mega Drive cartridges, Sega Mega Drive. You have to the same? Them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, a little bit of dust spoils everyone's fun, as it is with this uh, correspondent. Didn't you tell well. me that your old TV, you had to bang the side of it to get the valves back in place again? <laughs> to get the sound to come on, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I uh, hope that answers uh, your question and uh, you can get back to your online gaming. Uh, Gary, thank you for your time today. Thank you, Mick. Great to see you. Gadget guru Gary Miller back as part of uh, Monday morning's breakfast show, talking about what has geeked in the last week. Also on breakfast, uh, sorry, also on uh, City Talk 105.9, same time next week, another gadget surgery. Send in your questions. I always say the email address, it never changes. Surgery at citytalk.fm. That's surgery at citytalk.fm. Gary, will you just confirm you're back Monday and Tuesday next week? Monday 7.20, Tuesday 4.15. There we go. Easy to remember. City Talk 105.9. This is the City Surgery on City Talk 105.9.